Above the hustle of the human commute, a different kind of traffic flies overhead. More than 350 species of birds take to the skies across North America every year. Thousands migrate across the globe. We like to keep tabs on where they're going, but we don't spy on our feathered friends just to be nosy. A lot of times when we work on conservation with birds and things like that, we focus on you know where they're going to breed and that kind of stuff. But we actually need to know a lot more about you know where are they flying through because migration is really expensive and it's hard on birds, so they have to find really good food resources. That was Aaron Bain, a biologist at the University of Alberta in Canada. He studies how human activities influence wildlife with a focus on birds. Birds are very good sentinels for the state of the environment. And when we start to see big changes in birds, we have to be very worried about the way the ecosystem is functioning because we have rules and legislation that you know preclude us from letting species go extinct. At least that's our objective. But figuring out how to follow birds can be tricky, especially at night when they fade from view. Right now, the best technology we have to follow birds flying the red eye is the same one we use to track planes. Bird flocks at night in particular are large enough that you can actually see large flocks of birds migrating at night on radar screens. They bug the weather people because they have to try to separate the birds from the clouds and all of those kind of things. But the problem with that is it's very difficult to identify what species is in that flock. Luckily, the birds sometimes clue researchers in to what species are part of the giant bird blob. Started to realize that at night, a lot of different species make these vocalizations called flight calls. And those flight calls are really about communicating with others in your flock. Kind of, where am I? You know, please don't run into me, that kind of thing. Each species has its own particular flight call. So researchers can use a combination of radar and acoustics to accurately track our feathered friends. One of the programs spearheading this wiretapping initiative is called BirdVox. Andrew Farnsworth is a researcher on the project. I'm a research associate at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. I have for a long time been interested in migration ecology of birds in particular. BirdVox is a project coordinated between the Cornell Lab of Ornithology and the NYU Music and Audio Research Laboratory. It's an automated system to record and classify flight calls. We start with a data set where we have a series of recordings. We know what the birds are that are involved. And we go through those and we mark up the audio recordings and we label them. Once we have that labeled training data set, we can start to teach models how to recognize those sorts of sounds. So they take a recording like this, and eventually the computer will be able to spit out the species of bird. I can tell you they are thrushes because they oscillate at 3 kilohertz, so 3,000 vibrations per second. Vincent Lostenlen is a researcher at Cornell, currently working on the computer model to mathematically classify flight calls. The main challenge of building a reliable bird call recognizer is the question of generalizability. This machine will, will do rather well on the same exact recording conditions. However, the performance of detection the, the, will considerably degrade the day you start to apply this recognizer to unseen data. Even during the night, for a single sensor, the noise is not constant. The team is trying to combat the challenge of constantly changing background noise. They're tweaking the models to pluck out the flight calls, whether they're over a city, or in your backyard. 
that's huge. That's a really big thing. It may it may seem sort of esoteric, but at the bottom line, it's kind of the ability to, in essence, do what a human observer can do that computers couldn't do before. And with BirdVox automatically classifying flight calls, researchers won't have to. We have 7,000 hours of recordings. So if we had Andrew listen to the, the all the season, then he, he would do that all year long, or and, and he wouldn't be done by the end of the year. And he's very precious. There's only a handful of such people who are able to identify species by bird call. Once researchers train this computer to ease Andrew's workload, the BirdVox automated system will be scaled up. It could even pick up international bird calls. So the, the plan is to take it global, certainly in the future, but it's starting local. We know there's a lot of information about bird distribution in New York. So we're, we're trying to take advantage of a system we know well, but the plan is to be able to apply what we learn to any system. But spreading BirdVox's international wings will be tricky, even with a generalized model. It's going to be a bit of a data limitation in terms of understanding what sounds birds that are migrating at night in, say, you know, northeastern India or uh, low tropics of the foothills of the, the Andes. There's going to be a limitation for what people know about birds that will probably be more limiting for us in terms of actually monitoring in those places. Even though BirdVox can streamline the process, it comes down to humans to recognize these flight calls in the first place. All this data will need to be in collaboration with satellites and some good old-fashioned burden. But together, we might get a fuller sense of where and when our favorite species are flying overhead. For Science Line, I'm Brianna Abbott.